It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. Experience luxury like no other with the team at Mercedes Benz Wollongong. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Ah, it was the week before Christmas and all was hot. Finally, summer has arrived in Wollongong after five weeks of overcast and cool conditions. I'm delighted to say that Wollongong Golf Club is glistening in the heat this morning. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong, wherever you might be listening and however you might be listening through SEN 1575 in the Gong or the SEN app. I'm Matt Russell, joined by another Matt, this one with just the single T, Matt Campbell, Hawks great, and this week, the Wollongong Golf Club C-grade midweek champion. Have I described that correctly? Absolutely, to a T, <laughs> yes. Had a good week on the uh, golf course, so took home the cash for my first round actually on the scorecard so um yeah quite quite happy with myself this week but um yeah fantastic day what first time we've had some sunshine the course is looking magnificent here at Wollongong Golf Club and um yeah enjoying a coffee it's great to be here I'm glad you mentioned Wollongong Golf Club again our host Nicole Walker looking after us supremely with coffees we're at the 19th which will be Bubbling later on as the players enjoy their pre-Christmas beer. And upstairs, the deck, 7.30 until 11, Friday, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Um, it's indoor dining with an outdoor vibe. And I've been up there. It is fantastic. The view so is good. beautiful and the food is sensational. We've had the bacon and egg rolls and we are ready to rip into a big day. We're going to detail the basketball results overnight. A win for Illawarra in overtime. A second period of overtime required. Then after that, Perth, too good for Brisbane in the West. John Aloisi going four straight wins in the A-League. Western United 1-0 over Adelaide. And John Aloisi's men are top of the league. The Test, Australia in complete control against England, leading by 456. We'll talk more about the Test match in Adelaide later in the show. The Big Bash on a bit of a break. It's back tomorrow night. Uh, NRL front, Brandon Smith officially signing with the Roosters leaving Melbourne. We'll talk about Brandon's move and what he said about that. And the Sydney to Hobart, which starts Boxing Day, is predicted to be uncomfortable for the sailors, Matty. I would say it's uncomfortable no matter what the conditions are. There's no way I'd want to be out there with those waves at 20 feet. That's, uh, that's for somebody else. We're here thanks to the Wollongong Golf Club, Impact Garage Doors, One Agency, Zeidler Waller, and of course City Motors Hyundai, which has the perfect SUV for you. Now, last night, you and I had the privilege and pleasure of being at the Sandpit, the Wollongong Entertainment Centre, to watch the Hawks stay unbeaten 3-0 now, but it took double overtime against the New Zealand Breakers. The Hawks won 97-96. I'll go through some of the scorers in a moment. But first, let's bring in our initial guest this Saturday morning. I saw him walk the floor, go to Dan Shamir and say, great game, coach. Great game. Brian Gorgian, I think you summed it up perfectly. Welcome to Saturday's in the gong. Yeah, no, it, it was uh, 
uh, a great night, a great one for us, uh, a tough one, and I, I knew it would be. And uh, as as we talk, I'm I'm overlooking the uh, golf course and the ocean and uh, enjoying this beautiful day myself. How good be, mate? Um, I, I agree with you. Last night's game for me was always going to be a bit of a slog. Um, you know, they've got a fantastic roster when it comes to being able to switch every every screen. They're, they're pretty much the same size, got good real foot speed and good physicality. And I thought, you know, although it was a tough game from your point of view, I think the way that the boys handled that physicality um, and, and were put under adversity and able to come up to it, I thought was excellent. So, you know, from your point of view, is that, was that the way you saw it? Were you happy with the way the boys played? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few things. I mean, coming into the game, I just uh, a mentality. And I, I think the whole organization is always has a history and is used to punching above their weight, you know, so, you know the, the hunted, uh, the hunter, you know, just, just always uh, trying to overachieve, um, beat teams that, are, that, that have more and uh, sneak their way into a playoff position. And that's always been the history of the club. And um, this year, you know, we're early in the season and all this hype about how great we are. We're, we're the team to beat. We're going to be the champion. There's a lot of that swimming and swirling around the team. And then this team um, is New Zealand is a talented team. I, I have a tremendous respect for their coach and, and how they play and what they run. And they're 0-3 coming into this. And you really can't go 0-4 to start your season and, and, and have a, a, a legitimate shot at the playoffs. So it's like already early in the year, it's do or die for them. So that mentality coming into the game and then, you know, calling a timeout in the first quarter and you're down 12 or 13. You know, it, it's like, um, fellas, uh, what did we talk about? You know, it's, 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 uh, we're on the back foot here and where we went from that point, we, we, we got back into the game. And, uh, like you said, Maddie, there's stuff to deal with there. They got, uh, guys that play multiple positions, they're experienced, they've got shooting. Um, they've just had the situation where they're on the road for such an exp- extended period of time, but they lifted for this game and we got their best shot. And, uh, you know, like I said, I like where we went uh, down the stretch to win the game, and uh, it, it was a, a very important one for us. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Getting into the trenches when, you, when you've got that adversity of being down early in the game, when your expectations are to win, definitely shows a bit of character from the group, and, and especially at the end, too, things weren't flowing. I mean, I thought the refereeing let it go a lot more than I expected, so I think the boys had to handle that sort of physicality that New Zealand put on it, but from my point of view, you brought a very good point that I'd been sitting in the stands and actually talking to people about, is that expectations now have changed. Um, it, it's it's like you said we've always been sort of you know fighting out of our weight class when it comes to you know playing against I think the group that's been able to you've been able to put on the floor is an exciting group a talented group and now the expectations across the league are that night in night out that you know the Hawks should win so how, how do you how do you sit there and talk to the group about and try and change that mentality? Because you've got a few guys that have been here in the Illawarra for quite some time and had that mentality. Um, and then you've got new guys coming in from the States. How do you portray that across? And how do you keep them focused about what's important as in winning games, not, not, what, not padding their own stats? 
Well, just I, I mean, I, I don't think guys are, are are into that side of it. Like I've I've got to get mine. It, it's it's more, um, you know, uh, the desperation um, uh, in the in the energy and and a realistic uh, of of who we are. We haven't done anything yet. I keep I keep banging that that point. We haven't accomplished anything yet. We're nowhere near. Um, where we need to be to be our best, and that's what we're trying to do. And then, you know, uh, a realistic, uh, no one hits too early in the season, and there's a lot of injuries and a lot of change to say who's who. You know, we are much better than last year, no doubt about it, but so is everybody else. You know, they've all, we've added an extra import, so have all the other teams. And, uh, you know, just trying to put pressure on them uh, we haven't accomplished anything yet. Individually, a lot of these guys are, are on the climb to do something with their career, either become an NBA player or an international player or uh, a more high-profile player and establish themselves in the NBA, in NBL. So they've all got their own personal goals as well. So, um, yeah, just, just putting a lot of pressure on the day-to-day to continue to get better. But, you know, Maddie, at the end of the day, you know, these early wins, you go back to last year and we snuck in those playoffs. And you look back at games like this last year when we started the season 4-0, and that was the difference in us staying in the thing and making the play- playoffs or not. In a game like this one that we just played, you, I know you're going to get to a point in the season and look back and say, man, that was an, you know, a really, really important win. And, uh, you know, last point, I think, with the whole group, and you, you know, we do have great depth, and we're not getting contribution yet from the bench. And uh, that's going to be big. I mean, I don't know the rotations. That's part of my issue, you know, getting comfortable with, with who goes in well, when, and who plays well with each other. But, you know, we got to get more out of Timmy Conrad. He's had a great lead into this. we got to get more out of Harry Frawling. We've got to get more out of Isaac White. You know, that we've got three or four guys there that um, can add to this and give us more depth. We're very lucky to be speaking with Brian Gorgian. Maddie and I know you well, Brian, but for listeners who are, are tuning in, you're the greatest basketball in the history of Australia in terms of coaching with 800 games involved as a player and coach later this season. You're going to raise 800 games as just a coach. So I've heard you described as basketball's equivalent of Wayne Bennett in rugby league. And I'll ask you a question about that later on. But before we get too far away from your current team, last night, Harvey, 26 points, eight rebounds. Jessup, 21. You mentioned the Froling boys, Timmy Conrad, uh, Isaac White. You've got ingredients back from last season. But the big element, the exciting element, is the quality and versatility of the newcomers. Duop Reith, Cleveland, Rathan Mays. Now, Duop Reith three barnstorming games to start the season. How long do you expect him to be in the Australian League before the NBA comes knocking for Duop? Well, I mean, he, he's going through a process to, to become a, an NBA player, and uh, I, I think the, the good thing for him, and he realizes it was a big move to make leaving Europe and coming here. And I think from a league's perspective, um, what we're trying to do in the NBL, if you're not playing in the NBA – you should be playing here. You know, we provide a pathway just like anybody else. And, uh, you know, I think he's a good test case for this. Come here, 
um, and and get an opportunity to play big minutes, your game progresses and become an NBA player. So um, I, I, you know, I had him at, at the national team for two and a half months. I knew what I was getting, you know, tremendous potential. And the thing that gives him the best opportunity to be an NBA player is he's smart. He learns, you know, he picks things up quick. He's a great teammate and he's a tireless worker and he, and he wants to get better. So, um, you know, the, the process, I don't know if it's going to be a year. I don't know if it's going to be two years, but he does have to, you know, he's got to get better defensively. Um, you know, he can get better, uh, you know, more consistent from the three ball. Um, and he's starting to expand that game. But as, as you're saying, as you look at him, he does have that potential. He's versatile. He's long. He can shoot the ball. He's pretty good with his back to the basket, and he's getting better defensively. A time frame, I can't put on it, but I'm, I'm just really happy we have him and that he's going in the right direction. Brian, I want to underline what you said about the NBL being used as a, as a footstep towards the NBA or, or, or big leagues. And let's remember that the Australian League now is considered by many the top three, top five in the world. Hugo Besson, the young Frenchman who was in the opposition lineup last night, he has climbed 11 places on the mock 22 NBA draft on the back of four losing games for New Zealand. So despite being beaten, despite only being four games into the season, Brian, Hugo Besson, his 2022 NBA draft stocks are rising. That's a great indication about the way the NBL is regarded. 100%. You know, uh, they're getting good competition. And I think the, the big factor for a kid like this and a kid when Ball was, was here, um, Hampton, um, it, unlike Europe, a lot of European teams have seven or eight imports and, and, and European guys where, um, so what I'm saying is, is his opportunity here. Um, the coach at New Zealand has put the ball in his hand, given him, made him a focal point of the team and he's of that elk. And um, again, here, those guys that have moved to that point like him. And again, there, there's, there's a, a track record here, Giddy. The coaches have not been afraid to put the ball in their hand and give them tremendous opportunity in a league now that is respected and um, is a good pathway competition-wise for them to get to where they go. So it, it ticks a lot of boxes. And again, Duop, Delhi at Melbourne, you're starting to get guys that – uh, five years ago wouldn't have considered the NBL. They would have gone to the to Euro League or, or the European countries in order for this process. And now um, the NBL is seen in that light, and it's got the eye of the NBA uh, on it. You know, I think the Dallas Mavericks were at our game last night. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're constantly getting viewed, and now it's becoming a, a, a real uh, – a real pathway for the NBA. Brian, you've kindly agreed to stay with us until after the break, but just before we hit a break, uh, Cleveland and Ratan Mays have really pleasantly surprised plenty of basketball fans in the Illawarra. Have they surprised you with the way they've started the season? Uh, to be honest, no. I, 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 I do, again, you, you do a lot of research uh, before you bring somebody in, and we knew we had a tremendous player in Justin Simon last year. Um, but with the group that we had, there were certain characteristics that this group needs 
offensively. And, you know, I think Cleveland, you know, we were expecting uh, a guy that could take the ball off the backboard and, and, and create opportunities for other uh, others. Um, a decent three-point shooter and free-throw shooter, and we need that long athlete that can switch and play multiple positions, and he covers that. And then the uh, uh, um, Xavier is uh, last year, when you look at um, uh, Tyler Hardy and you say he got worn down by the playoffs, and what we looked at is look what Bryce Cotton has in Mitch Norton, you know, he takes the pressure off him. And then in the fourth quarter, he can take over a game. And that's what Xavier provides us. Last night, 25 minutes, you can take Tyler off the ball. He can get rested. And then you saw what he did in the two overtimes. So Illawarra going 3-0 and last night. Double overtime winners against New Zealand, 97-96. Perth too good for Brisbane, 83-70. After the break, Brian Gorgian will join us a little more as we talk about Illawarra's next hurdle. It comes against the Bullets in Brisbane. And we'll look back at a fantastic sporting moment that unfolded this week. We'll look at the great Steph Curry. Experience luxury like no other with the team at Mercedes-Benz Wollongong. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Yes, great to have you with us, Matt Russell, alongside Matt Campbell. And, Matty, the Hawks, too good last night for New Zealand. The big challenge now for Brian Gorgian, who's our special guest this morning on Saturdays in the Gong, is to get his team back up for the trip to Brisbane and the game tomorrow. Yeah, it's a challenging year this year. Like The, the, the thing about COVID is pushed into to make sure that they condense the season, get as many games as possible. And the hardest thing about basketball in general is being able to back up. Now, Brian, you're obviously getting ready to get on the plane soon, so you'll be heading up the, the highway. Um, you know, How do you get the guys focused? Did you have any kind of recovery? this morning or was that more focused on last night and and what's what's the challenge going into this Brisbane game well I, I think like you said Maddie it's it's uh, that the, the season is condensed and uh, there's a lot of hurdles that have taken place over the last two years with COVID and uh, it was a uh, something on the radar that we talked in depth about last year that I talked in depth about with the boomers and then also you know, coming into this season, expect the unexpected. Um, you know, you're going to deal with situations and the ones that, that deal with it the best are the ones that are going to do the best. And, uh, you know, the, the challenge for us now um, is going to constantly be backing up. And as I said earlier in the program, I think um, this weekend and this game coming up, um, the bench. When I look, we, we have done our recovery work last night. When we get up to Brisbane, we, we get there, we leave here at 2 o'clock, we're hitting the ocean and going to do some work in there, see some film, keep them off their feet. But we're going to need contribution um, from our bench in order to get the game in Brisbane. And long term, you know, we're going to have to establish, you know, nine, eight, nine deep. And right now we're at the, you know, we haven't, like I said, got, you know, a couple of those guys going yet. And, and that's going to be important, big picture. I, I totally agree with you. Watching the game last night, I think the big turning point for me was when Cleveland was able to to, to do some defensive, you know, hustle, got the crowd into it, bits and pieces. Now, traditionally, you're normally trying to get that from a bench player. So is there someone that you're, you're, you're honing in on from that group that you want to be that spark that gives you that little bit of energy? Well, I, I mean, it's, it's the, the guys that we've got that we start, you know, are, are, are the more, you know, Xavier, 
um, Justinian, um, and uh, AC, like you said, kind of fall in that role. But there is there is in mixing them in instead of playing them 40 minutes. Uh, but what I'm what what happened? We do have guys that provide a lot. Tim can has had an unbelievable preseason and can stretch the floor and really shoot the ball. It's different than having AC out there. And then Harry is a lot different than AJ and a lot different than Sam in the fact that he's a tremendous passer and he can stretch the floor. And so you've got guys like, you know, Tyler and Justinian and you throw two guys like I just said out there, all of a sudden we become really difficult to defend. So um, if those guys can hold, just hold their end on the defensive end and then provide that firepower on the offensive end, it'll really help. And we've got the same thing there sitting there with Isaac White. And, uh, you know, AK um, is, is, is in the wings there, um, our young uh, five man that hasn't had an opportunity yet because we're five deep in that big. But um, he's somebody who as you can change the game, a rim protector, um, block shots, and hopefully as the season goes on, he'll start getting involved in the rotation. Yeah, you speak of a colder gack. We look forward to seeing his development this season. Brian, and while you're off to play Brisbane in Brisbane, let's remember that the Bullets also were in action last night in Perth, so a big trip home for them. You might have done double overtime. They've got to do the, the long-haul flight back home, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Now, during the week, there was a fantastic moment, Brian, and each week we have our sporting impact of the week, the biggest play, the biggest impact, thanks to Impact Garage Doors. I thought this week we could only have one. Here it is. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! The man who changed the game. The igniter of the three-point revolution in the NBA. And now he stands alone at the top of the three-point list. Yes, yeah, Steph Curry, 2,974 made threes. And as the commentary said there, he has changed the game. Brian Gorge, and I'm sitting next to a bloke who has the record three-point makes for the Illawarra Hawks. Matt Campbell, 524 games, 1,049 made threes at 40%. So as a three-point shooter, Matty Campbell, how have you felt watching the career of Steph Curry in that record the other night? Oh, he's just phenomenal for me. He completely changed the game. It's like a it's like a once-in-a-generation person that comes into the game. Like Before Steph got into the, into the back in, well, into the league, the league was really developing into quite a large league. You had LeBron James at you know six foot eight and 125 kilos. The the size of the NBA was massive, and then all of a sudden Steph Curry turns up and completely changes the landscape, um, changes the game altogether with his the three point shooting ability. So, yeah, to see that he's made so many at 43 percent, and I'll uh, you look at these 43 percent from the three point line, but two times a game at least he's shooting a buzzer beater he's got like three guys on him that you it's, a, it's just a prayer mm. so if you take out some of the prayer shots that he has to shoot because he's a superstar i mean he's, he's his shooting percentage is off the hook well let's get the coaching goat to give us his take steph curry brian just talk to us about him and has he changed also the australian league and, and the international game as well well i mean it, it, it's funny i i was in china um, and I'm, I'm racking my brain here. I'm getting older. But uh, 
uh, you know, trying to think of the young man's name, but we got a seven footer, about 300 pound guy come over us to us in Xinjiang. that was just a tremendous player. And, uh, you know, I, when he arrived, I said, God, what are you doing here? How did we get you? And he said that NBA series, when they moved Bogut to the bench and, uh, um, the, the, uh, Warriors, um, went with Curry in that Thompson and stretched the floor and played small ball. He said he was a major piece in the NBA. And after that moment, his life changed. He got traded, um, and halfway through the next season, he's out. So as Maddie Campbell said, what Curry's done, the, the three point shooting at another level, but the depth in which he shoots the three point shot, the degree of difficulty, um, how defensively, where you have to pick him up. Um, the, the, it's changed the dimensions of the court. It's changed how you play defense. It's changed um, what you need as a skill package as a player. We're just talking about Diop. The, the question for him in the NBA, can he stretch the floor and shoot the three? And as Maddie said, 10 years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, it, it wasn't like this. You know, and you watch back, you know, when Larry Bird, Magic, that group, you know, Mikhail, Parrish, uh, Bird, everything was played around the key. Now, um, none of that. No one's around the basket. The court spread, and a lot of it has to do with Curry. And uh, there's been some great shooters in the great game, great three-point shooters in the game, but um, he, he um, single-handedly has changed um, how we play. And yes, it has evolved um, overseas, Europe, Australia. I mean, we're we're the same. We're trying to stretch the floor. We're trying to stay, keep the key free, um, have five guys outside of the paint, and we're common in this. And when you play in Europe, it's and in, I've been in uh, Asia, um, very very similar. Well said. And Brian, as someone who's long followed sport in the Illawarra, we are very lucky to have a man of your history and, and, and pedigree in the sport leading the Illawarra Hawks forward. Congratulations on what has been a great 2021 for you. Bronze with the Boomers, a 3-0 and start with the Illawarra Hawks. Have a Merry Christmas, a safe New Year. I know it'll be busy, but we'll see you again in 2022. Thanks for spending so much time with us this morning. Go well in Brisbane tomorrow, Brian. Thank you, and uh, I'm loving the gong. You two have a great Christmas. Uh, thanks, B. Thank you. Brian Gorgian, 800 games across 25 seasons in the NBL with a big gap in between when he coached overseas and a good man to have in charge of the national team. And as I said, how lucky are we that Dory Kodahi has Brian Gorgian leading the Illawarra Hawks a break, and then we're back to speak some rugby league. Saturdays in the gong. Experience luxury like no other with the team at Mercedes-Benz Wollongong. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Yes, you are. On a beautiful morning, we are broadcasting live from the Wollongong Golf Club. Thanks to Impact Garage Doors, One Agency's Idler Waller and City Motors Hyundai. This is loosely a sports-based program. Matt Russell, Matt Campbell, 
Maddie, the COVID numbers are out again this morning. I'm not going to mention the actual case numbers because through my humble opinion, not being a doctor, not being a scientist, the only numbers I want to know about are the hospitalisations and the ICUs. So yeah. it is changing. We need to change our the way we think about it. The, the way we get gripped by fear yeah. is above and beyond now, in my humble, uneducated opinion. But when I tell you that over the last 24 hours, hospitalisations have actually come down from 220 to 206, there are the numbers mm. we need to be talking about, yeah. not the case numbers. Yeah, you're right. Those hospitalisations. Yeah, you've got to focus on that a little bit from that point of view. But the other thing is, is you've still got to be careful. So, like, if you can, you know, wear a mask, do the bits and pieces you have to do, but don't let it stop you from doing your day-to-day life um, bits and pieces. Now, we talked about this the other day. Like, I spent a fair bit of time on the bike track um, and down the beach. You know, the, over the last few weeks, nobody. There's nobody yeah. out and about doing bits and pieces, whether there's Christmas shopping or what they're doing. You know, get back to having a healthy lifestyle. Be out there, see your friends. You know, mental health is going to be a, an issue that's going to come out of the back end of, of COVID that we really need to focus on. This is the time to go and see your friends, but just be safe. I'm seeing COVID put the brakes on parties, on gatherings like last night at the Hawks, yes. numbers down with mm-hmm. the owner saying, I think it's because people don't want to be in ISO during Christmas, etc., yep. etc. Et so let's be careful, but drop the fear and, and look at the numbers that really matter, Agreed. not just the daily case numbers. Let's talk some rugby league with a fantastic fellow. I got to know him as a rugby league player, and I'm proud to call him, I think, a friend these days. I hope he feels the same way. Went to Kayama High School, out of Jeringong, St. George, Illawarra, Brisbane, North Queensland, the Warrington Wolves, Toronto Wolfpack, and he's a Fiji international as well. He's part of a big family, no doubt, building up towards a big Christmas a week from today. Ashton Sims, welcome to Saturdays in the Gong. Matty Russell, thanks for having me on the show. You are definitely a friend, and so are you, Big Soup. Good to hear from you, mate. Mate, we plan to have you on a lot more. A lot more, but tell us, mate, what are you doing? At, I know you're working for Group 7, and we're going to get to that, yep. but is the Sims family coming together in Jeringong or Kiama, or where, where are you all going to be next Saturday? Well, to be honest, mate, we're going to be over at Tarek's house because uh, my sister, Rowan, she's got to work. She's in the fireys there, but also Corbin's over at Hull KR, uh, over at Dirty Old Hull in, in East Yorkshire. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we're not all going to be together, but, uh, but yeah. Wishing, wishing Corbs all the best over there and, and looking forward to always. It's always a great time of year, isn't it? The, the festive season, it's, it's my favourite time of year. Always good to have the Hawks on, but just as, just as important, it's always great to see the Aussies smashing yeah, the English in the, uh, in the Ashes. Oh, totally. So good. Having so much sport on, but uh, not good for my waistline this time of the year. Let me tell you, the bacon and egg roll earlier today at the golf club definitely went down the treat and a few quiet ales at the basketball last night. So well, we'll be having okay, a few well, more after couple this. Yes. I reckon so, mate. And, and Ashton, when it comes to uh, your rugby league career, um, I know that you went from St George, Illawarra, Brisbane, North Queensland, Warrington, Toronto. I mentioned Fiji, but right now you're doing some crucial work. Tell us what your role is in Group 7 that looks after the south coast of, of New South Wales. We might have, we might have lost Ashton there. He might be in a, an area down there, the beautiful part of the world yeah. where... The mobile phone doesn't bother you like it normally does. No, the south coast is such a good spot. Oh, I was down at Huskisson only you know, a few yeah. weeks ago. It's just it's an amazing part of the Illawarra, like extension of the Illawarra, I should say. And we are so lucky. Like, we're sitting here on the golf course right now. I'm just looking out. These guys putting on the practice green. The, the water's glistening with the sunshine sitting on it. There's a breath of nor'east air in it. And it's just, mate, we are so lucky to be in the gong. It's ridiculous. There's some parts of the South Coast where you don't have reception and, you know, the <laughs> wife or better half will say, oh, no, I don't have reception. 
I say fantastic. How yep. good is it? But yep. I, credit to Ashton. He's gone back into a reception area. And Ash, just tell us about what you're doing with yeah. Group 7. Such an important role that, that you're filling. It is. Um, look, I've been lucky, humbled and privileged to be named the, uh, the Football Operations Manager of the Group 7 Junior and Senior Competition. And it's something that I'll give myself up towards, towards the end of my career. Uh, look, I was lucky enough to have a very long career and I didn't want to be one of those guys or girls, athletes, who finished their career with, with no qualifications, uh, uh, no standards there. So I'm very lucky and humbled again uh, to, be, to, to be focusing on the growth and sustainability of rugby league in the South Coast region, but also the viability of each individual club. Uh, I've been in the role for about five months now, and even with no footy on, it's been really busy, but I wouldn't want it any other way. I see that you've got some sponsorship from Norellan Pools. I'm happy to give Norellan Pools a plug because anyone yeah. backing Ashton and, and Group 7, I'll get some airtime on this channel as well. So Norellan Pools, thank you for backing Ash. We know what you did with St. George Illawarra and Brisbane and, and North Queensland. How did you find Warrington and, and specifically the Toronto Wolfpack? I love following you on, on Twitter and seeing the travels that playing for Toronto allowed you and the family to have. It was unbelievable, Matty, to be honest. Look... From a very humble kid that just thought I was going to live, grow and die in Gerringong. And you know what? I was happy to do that. But Rugby League, it provided me a platform to, um, to, be, to be at my best, to showcase my talents the best I could. But also live in some, some really nice parts of Australia, but also the world. I uh, got to live in, yeah, obviously Brisbane, Townsville. But over in Warrington uh, and then Toronto, it was, it was really an incredible feeling. And uh, one of my probably my highlights with even with Soup sitting there next year on over at uh, over at Toronto was I went to go, watch Game One when they won it oh, the year they won it. Um, so that was really cool, man. Seeing Kawhi Leonard and and everyone just going hardcore. But then also when they when they actually won the series, uh, I was there. One of the I think there was two point two million people in the streets in Toronto, and it was just a great yeah great atmosphere. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, the Toronto Wolfpack, they're, they're not disbanding, but they're not, you know, that professional outfit that they were. But just, yeah. I, I really hope that there is some kind of future there for, for that team because we made some really good inroads there in, in that Northern American market. You know, yeah, if, if, we, if we don't grow, if we don't evolve, you know, that's where rugby league's going to stagnate. I agree with you there, and it's fantastic that you're able to, to travel the world and play and, and do something you love. It's just a, you know, it, it's where sport can take you, and it's why I encourage mm. my kids so much to get involved in sport, no matter what. No yeah. matter what level they get to, it, the life experiences you get out of it is just something phenomenal. So, all I was going to say is, and, you know, sport, it, it speaks that universal language. No matter what sport it is, it's, you know, it binds communities together, it, it, it mm. builds relationships. Uh, it teaches you things like, you know, discipline, trust, respect, accountability, trust in your mates. Um, you know, waking up in the early, being on time, being in uniform, all these skills that are transferable into any part of your life. And that, that's why I'm a big advocate for not just rugby league, but sport in general. Yeah, it's a very, they're extremely good points. And it probably brings me on to my next question for you is the St. George Illawarra. How do you see the team this year? Obviously being picked to be right down the bottom. Uh, and some of those traits you just said is uh, uh, the only way they're going to be able to establish themselves this year is by, you know, the yeah. trust, the support, you know, the hard work yeah. and the effort levels that they're going to have to put into it. How do you see them this year? For sure. And look, I think they're all traits that they have in that culture. I think Anthony Griffin coming on board. I had Anthony Griffin up the Broncos, and I can't speak highly enough of him. I think he's, he's a disciplinarian, but he, he gets it. He, he understands. He's got that man management, which is so... It's an essential, vital element that needs to be met from a coach. You know, you can teach people all the things in the world, but if you can't get your charger, you know, up, ready for that game, 
you know, all the skills in the world not going to be, uh, it's not going to be fruitful. So I see the Dragons having a good year. Look, I'm always an optimist. I'm always glass yeah, half full. Um, but if they can stay healthy, if they can stay fit, uh, if, if they can keep uh, some of their key players on the field, you know, Benny Hunt had probably the best year he's had since he's come down the Dragons. And he's such a, he's, he's an enigmatic player. You know, when he's on, a lot of the other people are on as well. So and to be honest, mate, I love, I absolutely love some of the youth coming through the Dragons there as well. You know, young Bud Sullivan, uh, Sloan and uh, Blocker, you know, all these guys, they've got a good nucleus for a good team for a long time. Yeah, I think they've got some great buys on potential. It's up to the coaching staff to help those players, many of them veterans, reach their potential. Mm. If they do that, Ashton, you're right. St. George Illawarra will have a better season than many of the critics are saying. I want you to have a really good Christmas. I hope that you're going to be involved in the media as well as your Group 7 role again in 2022 because you're a great yep. rugby league man. Ashton Sims, thanks for your company this morning on Saturdays in the Gong. We'll talk again next year. You bet. Thanks very much, Matties. Thanks. Ashton Sims, a fantastic fellow to have come back to this region after taking his skills around the world. And he'll be serving Group 7 and the NRL in a commentary role through 2022. We'll hear plenty more of him on Saturdays in the gong next season. A break and then we're back with more. Yes, our final show for the year, Matt Russell, alongside Matt Campbell. And Matt Campbell, your mock. Matt's mock has been fantastic this season. Slow start, Slow but after start. that, you have delivered week in, week out. Last weekend, never second. Kembla, mm. race four, number four, was never second. It yep. was first. It was first. Another winner. Yes, another winner. Add that to the books, mate. We should definitely have an account going. <laughs> we we'd should. Have, we'd have a good charity little little uh, check to give to someone at the end of it. But, um, yeah, it was great. I actually got it. Um, the Russell Family Trust is yeah. a charity for you. <laughs> <It's> exactly, <laughs> I actually had it outright. I was actually at the races last week, so I was at Kembla Grange, and I had that, and then I had it as a standout into the trifecta as well. So I cashed, oh. cashed in on him last week. So that's Never your second, yeah, definitely helped me out. <laughs> so this week, going for a little bit different, I'm going in Ramwick. So I'm heading in race six at Ramwick. I'm going for number seven. It's Molly Coddle. So uh, Huey Bowman's riding it. Um, it's a James Cummings horse. So it's got good odds. It's, it's talking 9.50. So I think it's a bit of an each way. But I actually like the form. It's in a, a weaker race. Um, it's had three thirds in a row. I think it's a, a dead set chance to win. But, you know, if you want to be safe, you also okay. can go on for a place. And you were saying that Molly Coddle stood out to you because that's what Brendan Joyce as a Hawks coach had to do to you during your career. Absolutely. He had to molly coddle you. <laughs> try, try and pull me back. And there's been a bit of biffo in the basketball lately. There so has. It's, um, it's been fantastic to see a bit of emotion spill out onto the floor. I, um, two games last week had some um, biff that were, had to be investigated which I thought didn't need investigation. I think these guys are professional athletes. Let them have a bit of push and shove as long as there's no punches thrown. I think it's all fair in uh, love and war. And that Mitch Creek dunk and the Mason oh Peatling shoulder charge then mm. led into a, a melee it's approaching 15 million views around the world which leads me into my miscellaneous moment matt's miscellaneous moment or matter uh, it centers on christmas carols this week do you like christmas carols have oh. you heard them all too oh, many well, times they're just non-stop at my house mate i've got girls everywhere including a girl dog <laughs> even the dog what's yeah. the dog's name holly uh, holly howls yeah. christmas carol oh, God. <laughs> well if i was to ask you what's the most downloaded Christmas Carol of all time, would you care to have a stab? Would it be Jingle Bells? <laughs> well, I would have thought Jingle Bells. Here it is. Here it is. Maestro. I don't want of course. Ah, <laughs> uh, take it in. Take it in. You haven't heard that before, have you, everyone? 
Does it put you in the mood for Christmas or do you want to reach for the radio and chuck it in the pool or the ocean? <laughs> Actually, it makes me feel like I want to crack a beer right now. So Mariah great. Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. We'll get to that uh, part of the song in a moment and I'll shut up. But it has had twice as many downloads as any other Christmas carol. Can you believe that? 1994, all I want for Christmas is you. Mariah Carey, come on, jack it up. Let's hear it again. Do you sing that to Renee as we come no, up to Christmas? Mate, I'm not that kind of romantic, <laughs> mate. I'm old school, mate. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you just get her a beer or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Righto. Crack a tinny. Uh, go and listen to Mariah Carey a bit more. We'll head to a break and come back with a bit more before the 10 o'clock news. It's a beautiful morning in Wollongong. We're at the Wollongong Golf Club and high festive spirits here, Matt Campbell. I was about to say the, the same thing. The players warming up before and after their rounds with a few, what looks like brown mineral waters from here, Matthew. But yeah. during the, the season of this show, anyway, our six weeks, we have been uh, celebrating the V8 supercars. Mm -hmm. Everyone, Anyone who listens regularly will know that I think Wollongong can host a round of the Absolutely. V8 supercars if Townsville or Newcastle can. Apart from the V8s, I've been uh, just absorbed in the F1s this year. Mm. I know you enjoyed the, the battle between Verstappen and uh, Hamilton, Hamilton for the yeah. Drivers' Championship. Oh, what a, it was unbelievable this year. So I definitely Red Bull had the faster car and it was just a tribute to um, Hamilton's ability to be able to drive, to be able to keep himself in it. And, and you see those two guys so far ahead of everybody else in the field, even though they've got co-drivers or guys that are yeah. driving for the same company, same cars, are nowhere near them. They're, and they were neck and miles. neck heading into the final round in Abu tied. Dhabi. They were tied. What, 395 and a half points yeah. or something like that each. And, and it uh, came down to the final lap of the final oh race. Oh, goodness. And, and, like, I don't have a preference. I don't really like either of them that much. But um, I'm a Ricardo. I'd love to see to be up there. But, you know, to see someone like Hamilton leading the race by so much before the safety car came out and then to be put in a situation where Verstappen could, could pit, change his tyres to brand-new softs and then take him, you know, on the last lap to win the championship. I felt was unfair. I felt I felt dejected watching it. I, I felt that it wasn't a fair result. And I think, you know, I've, I've kind of thought this across multiple uh, racing events. Like, when there's a safety car out there, the pit situation, all those bits, of, something needs to change in their sport yeah. to keep it fairer in that situation. Because it, 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 to, for a safety car to, to be able to, you know, provide the result... I think is not fair. They let the lapped cars pass, making mm. it a one-lap shootout between Hamilton and Verstappen, and Verstappen on fresh tyres won and yeah. took his first title, leaving Lewis on seven. Oscar Piastri, he's the Australian. He won the Formula mm. 2. He can't compete in that again, so next year he's waiting for a start at Alpine. Uh, but unfortunately, Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon are the drivers, so Oscar this week said he might be driving the couch. He's a good driver. He'll be a great driver. He'll win races in the F1 down the track, so a name to watch. Oscar Piastri, the young Australian. The news, and then we're back with the second hour. Saturday's in the gong. A week for Christmas. It's a beautiful summer's day at the Wollongong Golf Club. Matt Russell and Matt Campbell, your hosts. We are sitting at the 19th with the beers flowing 
Golfers ready to tackle this wonderful course. Upstairs, the deck now open 7.30 to 11 each Friday, Saturday and Sunday morning. Indoor dining, outdoor vibe, a fantastic facility. I don't think enough people realise what a great facility the Wollongong Golf Club is. You might drive past it every day. I dare people to come in and have a look. I agree. It's sitting right here. Can you imagine sitting here and having an Arvo beer with his horse racing on? I might need to imagine in a few hours. We will be here. (laughs) Anyone wants to come down and join us, come down and check it out. It is fantastic. The view's great. The festivities are getting quite rowdy inside, but uh, surely they'll be out on the golf course soon. Impact Garage Doors, great sponsors of this program, and you were with a couple of the owners yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie down there at Impact and Aaron, they're um, fantastic supporters of the show, but fantastic supporters of sport in general around the Illawarra. They do the Hawks, they've done the Dragons. Um, you know, any of you need a garage door, they're the people to go and see because they, they treat it, they treat you like that your family, and um, that's what you want from a business. Surely it's a good Christmas in the Christian Zeidler household as well because one agency idler wallet more supporters this program as we get up and running in preparation for 2022 been a big year for the real estate agent oh surely with housing so market surely they're not having any breaks right bubbling like, away uh, no surely not i want him working christmas side. day yeah I, I would be Jeez, you just cannot get a more buoyant market but you know it, it, it's you got to try and find someone you trust that's mm. the thing for, for for me for a real estate agent try and find find someone that you trust and Zeidler, good man I want him mowing my lawn on Christmas Day. Will he do that for me? (laughs) And, of course, City Motors Hyundai, perfect SUVs across the yard. So head down to City Motors Hyundai if you're in the car market. And even if you're not, go down. You might find yourself that you are in the market after you see their Palisade, which you love. I love the Palisade. The the, the kids have been killing me on this one because one of the the daughter's friends, their family's got one, and... I actually sat in it the other day. What an amazing vehicle. Like big mm. armchair type things in the back that was. I didn't even get in the front. In the back's got the armchairs. Uh, it's quite large. Like uh, I drive a Land Cruiser, large car. Yep. It's the same size on the inside. There you go. Yeah, well, this man might upgrade first. from his BMW sports car to an <laughs> SUV Palisade. Tim Barrow, how are you this morning? Good morning, lads. Yeah, it was great <laughs> to uh, to listen to Brian Gorgian this morning and uh, and obviously also... One of the world's great blokes, uh, Ashton Sims. It's uh, it's been a great show. Yeah, well, Tim Barrow is Illawarra Mercury Sports Editor. You've been a great supporter of this show. We've had you on here as host, and each week you tell us what's on the back page and in the sports section of the Illawarra Mercury. I'm tipping the Hawks get a fair run today after their double overtime win last night. It was fantastic, wasn't it? I'm actually on on leave at the moment, and you were talking about having a beer this afternoon. I, I was having a beer last night. I had the Hawks game on the laptop, and the cricket on the TV, and uh, Michael Nisa took his first wicket in Test cricket around the same time as as uh, Tyler Harvey uh, got the the game-winning shot there in double overtime. It was just uh, a fantastic night of sport. Would you have it on split screen there, mate? Or no, what? two two screens. Yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah, well, editor, mate. Had, had as many going as possible. I've had three <laughs> screens at different times. I've had the iPad going. It's just you've got to manage it as best you can. Well, mate, you just need to get down to the Wollongong Golf Club because I'm sitting here right now. I can see about six different screens with different sports on it right as we speak. So, it's And a little TAB machine. It's so. a lot of man cave heaven, it isn't is. it? It's, it's like a big man is. cave. It is. But you don't have to be a man to come down and enjoy it. No. We've seen so many women, young and old, in between mm-hmm. down here enjoying the surrounds, playing golf, looking at the screens. Yeah, kids too. You can bring the kids down here. They can run around and run amok. So it's a great little park. 
Hey, Tim, we'll do something a little bit different before we launch into a few of the sporting talking points. I want you and Maddie Campbell to give me your sporting highlights of the year. I'll just toss a couple up. Like, it's hard to go past one of the, the locals, Emma McKeon, winning four gold at the Olympics. Four by 100 free, 100 free, 50 free, four by 100 medley. Uh, the Melbourne Storm winning 19 straight to equal the Roosters of 75 stands out to me. But if I'm forced to pick... I'd have to go Boomer's Bronze, finally a medal at a major event with Paddy Mills, 40 points plus against Slovenia in that uh, bronze medal game. But what about you, Tim? What stands out as your sporting highlight through 2021? I was actually going to mention that. I mean, we've, we've got our Illawarra Mercury Sports Person of the Year Award at the moment going. And, uh, you know, Brian Gorgian, not only to uh, to win bronze with Australia, but also the contribution he's uh He's made so far with the Hawks um, uh, to get to that semi, to semi-finals in the, the rebuilt sort of club this uh, last season, and mm. and how they're unbeaten um, this campaign. But I mean, Emma McKeon. I mean, uh, she's now just casually the the greatest Australian Olympian of all time. Now it's it's an amazing achievement. I mean, I remember when uh, she was. Nine or ten years ago, I, I went to interview her and her brother David, who was an amazing uh, dual Olympian in his own right. And uh, you know, I went out there, and Emma was quite the you know shy young girl. She was still working out where she was going with her swimming career, and so to have the stature that she does now, and and the achievements that she's made, I mean, it's just just extraordinary. And I'm just so so pleased and so happy for her that she's um, she's delivered this, and not just in. The, the relays where she's picked up medals in the previous Olympics, she's, she's won um, other medals, but she, she just dominated that Olympics and it was just amazing to watch. I agree with you, Timmy. I, I, from my point of view, like I met her early in the piece too and when she was trying to work out yeah, what distance she was going to swim at and, and um, to see where she's got to now and then to see the pressure, the pressure that was on her in that Olympic Games to be able to handle it and deliver um, night in, night out. And we talked about that with Brian Gorgian earlier on the show. It's, you know, the, traditionally the Hawks have always been underdogs and, um, you know, we've, we've always been able to fight above our weight class in that sort of category. And that expectation that's now on the Hawks team is probably their biggest challenge for the whole season. And I looked at Emma and I was like, oh, man, you know, talk about a, a, a quiet, humble kid with the with the weight of a country on her shoulders going into the Olympics Games. And to deliver night in, night out, uh, you know, extraordinary for her and, you know, real credit to her family on the way that they've been able to bring her up and... And uh, to give her that confidence as well as, you know, just focus in and be able to block out everything else around her, it's phenomenal. And she was so versatile. She, she was a great butterfly swimmer. She's a great freestyle swimmer. They had a sort of peg for those, you know, one, 200 metre distances. And mm. she was doing fantastically well, but she was always in the shadow of, of the Kate and Bronte Campbells right. and some of these real stars. And so for her to, to deliver not only the 100, but... The 100 was amazing, but also to back up and do it in the 50, and that stamped herself as a genuine superstar in her own right. It was it just took it to another level, and I think the COVID break that pushed the Tokyo Olympics into 2021 did her the world of good, because mm-hmm. I think that just that little extra preparation, she, she was absolutely ready to peak, and yeah, she delivered in style. When it comes to the Dragons in 2022, Tim, um, I want to give you my preferred spine. I'll get your reaction and get you to tell us about what they did this week. It was a trip away, I believe. So I've got Tyrell Sloan starting as fullback. Young, but he's a talent. Let's go with him from the outset. Junior Ramon, Ben Hunt in the halves. 
Andrew McCulloch as the starting nine. Moses Embi is the 14. I'm struggling to find out or work out what I do with Jaden Sullivan. But what do you think of that spine? Sloan, Amon, Hunt, McCulloch, Embi, your 14. Yeah, I think that's very close to the mark. I mean, I think uh, Anthony Griffin has a really big call to make uh, coming into February where he has to either decide to really just bite the bullet and invest in the youth as they did at the back end of last season where they got a bit of experience or whether he is willing to revert back to Ben Hunt. Uh, they picked up Moses Mbai. Um, Mbai's a really interesting uh, signing just given that he can play several positions. He can cover injuries, uh, the centres, the, the halves, fullback. So as much as I think a few people are sort of underestimating some of their recruitment, Embi is the type of player who can, can cover a lot of different positions. And I think Griffin's really got to be comfortable with the idea of either uh, investing in the youth and, and giving them time. Uh, and he, you know, he's, he's off contract. He's, he's got a an option there, but I mean, there's, there, you know, he's, he's got to basically stump up and show that he's got the direction going in the right way. So it's a huge season for the Dragons, and I think that's pretty close to the mark because I think they'll base it around Hunt and McCulloch and then the U. Hey, Tim, if you can hear some uh, carry-on in the background, it's because there are numerous Christmas parties going on with golfing groups. They're on about their fourth mineral water, and it's starting to get a little wild at, what, 10, 15-ish or thereabout on a Saturday morning. One gentleman just opened a book. It was a present, and the book is How Not to Be a Dick. How's that for a Christmas present from your mates? Where do you buy that one? I feel like I'm, mis- <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm missing out. I, I just, I'm sitting here in my front room, locked away from my... Uh, my kids who were causing havoc out in the backyard, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Gosh, the the the, uh, the boys at the golf club sound like they're having a lot more fun." Yeah, it seems like it's about four or five in the arvo, not uh, <laughs> ten in the morning. That's for sure, mate. Hey, and- gentlemen, real quickly, we've just got some news from South Sydney that's come through. They've announced their captain to replace Adam Reynolds, the long-term yeah. captain of South Sydney. It's going to be Cameron Murray in oh. 2022. So not Cody Walker, as some people mm. thought. It's Cameron Murray to lead the grand final team from 2021, the Rabbitohs next season, the, the New South Wales back rower. Yeah, that's a, that is a, it's a good, it's a good one. There, there yeah. was no bad one there, but I would have thought Cody was probably... Yeah. I think Cody would have really shone in the role, actually. Yeah, like, I did too. I whereas mean, Cam's a quieter sort yeah. of fellow. Yeah, it might be more of a long-term strategic goal for them from their point of view, maybe. But, um, yeah, either way, like, their, their leadership group is, is, is you know, yeah. second to none. So I think from the, from the leadership in that, in that organisation, I think they'll be fine. But, um, yeah, interesting. It'd be interesting to read some more about it, about why the decision was made. But Tim Barrow from the Illawarra Mercury, should we be talking rugby league on, what is it, December 18? Or should we be talking cricket or maybe Premier League? I see your... Uh, Twitter timeline incorporates so many sports. What, what else has taken your eye over the last few days? Oh, well, I'm, I'm an uh, unashamed Manchester City fan. So I, uh, Sergio <laughs> Aguero's <laughs> retirement from, um, from well, he was in the uh, La Liga with Barcelona, obviously. Um, he, he moved on. But, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, if not the greatest, he's certainly there with uh, Alan Shearer and, um, okay. you know, just the, the, the contribution he's made to... So not only the the development, I know there was a lot of money and investment into Man City to to become you know now the the champions and and uh, unfortunately lost the uh, the Champions League final there last year, which would have been a, a perfect farewell for Aguero. But I mean his contribution and, and just the 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 Aguero moment of um, of that 2012 season is um, just something that 
it, it's it's legendary and it's iconic, and I think it just uh, you know even the casual football fans uh, understand you know just how good he is and was as a player. Yeah, totally agree. Like it's um it's great to you know have that kind of level of guy still wrapped around their game. It 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 is pretty awesome at the moment. Like to watch the uh, Premier League, it's um night in night out. Don't know who's going to win. So it's not as as you know sort of dominant with those top teams as it has been. And day in day out, we don't know what Premier League games are going to go ahead at the moment, given the the COVID situation over there. But it is just worth repeating, Tim, that while we see case numbers skyrocketing in New South Wales, I want to point out. Don't buy into that fear. Yes, respect it and follow all your expert advice, but hospitalisations over the last 24 hours have actually come down. Why isn't that being reported with more prominence? Yeah, this is the uncertainty of of the new Omicron strain and and where we head into 2022, isn't it? I mean, obviously, the Pat Cummins situation was really unfortunate. I mean, you lose a a test skipper from a, a second Ashes test on the night before the match. And I mean, these are just unprecedented times. And you, you look at the um, the English Premier League, they're already talking about games being, you know, postponed and that the league yeah. might even be held back for a bit. I mean, it's it's really extraordinary with what, what we're dealing with. But I mean, I, I agree in the point that, you know, until the, the hospitalizations and the, the, uh, f- the first line services are, you know, back under the strain that they, you know, have been or potentially were before, I mean, um, you know, we, we've got to, you know, I guess push on. It's different with difficult with the different state rules, um, and I think Cummins has sort of uh, been a bit of an issue with that. But he'll now go back to, to New South Wales before uh, hopefully playing in the third test. Yeah, the boys have had a winner there. I think at the, more the presents being opened. Early. <laughs> this one, I think, is a colourful pair of underpants or, or something akin to that. I won't quite go into it. Uh, yeah, it's getting boisterous. But we love that because it provides some ambience down here. We're going to take a quick break, Tim. Stay with us. After the break, I want to talk about our favourite and least favourite Christmas presents as they continue to be open down here at the Wollongong Golf Club. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN. Yes, you are, and we are broadcasting from the Wollongong Golf Club, a magnificent facility. Matt Russell, Matt Campbell, joined by the Illawarra Mercury Sports Editor, Tim Barrow. Tim, just a couple of headlines that have jumped out to me during the week. David Pocock, the rugby union great, considering a career in politics. Have politics mm. ever come knocking at your door, Matt Campbell, or is it something that you might be open to down the track? Or uh, You're happy just concentrating mm, on the golf? Yeah, golf is the priority at the moment, but I have been asked previously to consider Okay. But getting involved. How long did you consider <clears throat> it for? Oh, look, I did consider it from a point of view because, like, obviously a proud, uh, you know, member of the community and uh, wanted to see our community flourish. So I did think about it for a little while, but my wife's heavily involved with council as an yeah. employee, so it would be a serious conflict of interest. But, you know, like, you never know down the track. I, I am an advocate for the city. I've sat on the Illawarra advisory panel to yeah. the minister f- um, for the Illawarra at, at some stage. So, yeah, it's... um. You know, as long as we've got people in there that are doing the right thing and we're pushing forward as a city, like my biggest thing is to not regress um, and to keep pushing forward. We are a city um, and I want us to see um, that, you know, that Wollongong stays a city. Don't don't sort of slide back into the, you know, into that country feel yeah. where we, we don't have high rises, where we don't have, you know, grass right up to the water. Like I, I want to see us progress that way. Yeah, well, Tim Barrow from the Mercury. I've got a couple of sports stories for you. Matty Campbell, my co-host here, C-grade champion this week at the Wollongong Golf Club with 39 mm. points. Thank you very much. And uh, 
Chuck Harmison, former general manager of the Hawks, through a very successful period. He's playing here today. His son, Mitch, won his first MMA fight in Sydney last night. And guess who his corner man was? The great Alex Volkanovsky. So Chuck Harmison, general manager of the Hawks, has fathered Mitch Harmison, the MMA fighter now. What about that, Tim? Well, there's no better stable to be coming out of than the Alex Volkanovsky camp, is there? Absolutely. he, uh, he's, he's phenomenal, Alex Volkanovsky. I mean, he, he's not only just so well-liked, but, I mean, he just, just keeps delivering at that top level. And uh, it's, it just shows the level. Like, we talk about the Emma McKeons and, and all of the talented Illawarra sports people, you know, that have won medals and, and done all sorts of things this year. But to, to have that Illawarra connection still firmly entrenched, you know, when you've got the, the Chuck Harmison connection with Alex Volkanovsky. I mean, it's just, it's just phenomenal. I mean, it's the Illawarra sport is, is going story, as well it? as it's ever gone. Surely, Tim, you can get a story on this one. So it's funny um, Funny we're talking about Chucky Harmison. My first year of the Hawks, 96, is when I first started here in the Illawarra. Chuck Harmison was my captain. I think he was about 45 at that time, but that's okay. <laughs> I remember the very first training session. We're playing a two-on-one drill where we're warming up. You know, I'm the young whippersnapper trying to, you know, impress the coach. So I slide across and try and take a charge on Chuck Harmison. <laughs> Elbow to the face, splits me open, gives me three stitches. Thanks very much, <laughs> Chuck Harmison. So if Mitch is doing the same as what Chucky did, he knows how to use his elbows. So perfect sport for him is to get into MMA. He elbowed you on court when you first arrived. Did he elbow you in contract negotiation subsequently oh as goodness, well? yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Chucky was always old back in my day. We didn't get that. So, yeah, no, it's funny enough. And we're talking about Chucky on the golf course. I saw him hit a spurler on the sixth when I first got here earlier today. But during the week on Wednesday, walk-off. Oh. Chuck Harmison did the walk-off after four holes, dropped it, and went, no, nah, I'm going oh. to the car, I'm out of here. So there you go. This is what golf can do to people. Well, last night we had Ash Barty and Dylan Olcott share the Newcomb medal as, as mm. joint winners. Fantastic results for Ash and Dylan, who've served tennis and other sports, incidentally, so wonderfully. The Socceroos are coming back home early in the new year to play Vietnam in Melbourne. And the story that I've loved this week, that I have absolutely loved... The speed camera warning signs on those mobile vehicles are coming back, Tim. Bring them back. How good is that? My, my wife is intact, said to me, <laughs> oh, My wife said to me yesterday, she said, that's the best news I've heard all year. <laughs> it's, uh, it, we've, we've got one that often sets up uh, just the, the street across here from home in here in Shell Harbour. And, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things where it's between the revenue raising and, uh, um, yeah, and uh, we're... Emma was certainly pleased to uh, to hear that that's uh, going to be the warning will be there that there won't be such uh, such an uh, an issue. Oh, I agree. I'm I'm a big advocate for protecting and not like the idea is to not catch people. It's to try and slow people down. So for me, trying to hide just to get the revenue up is just not what it's there for. It's there to be a presence. Make sure people see it. Slow down. If they speed up after it, they're going to do it anyway. But the fact are that, you know, don't catch people. We talk about this with refereeing. You don't want to notice the referee on the court. Mm. They should be trying to, you know, get in there and get early, talk to the players about what they should and shouldn't be doing so that they don't have to call the game. So I'm the same with the police. They should be getting the message out there about trying to slow down, not trying to catch people. As a man who drives to and from Sydney many days each week, I reckon I know every single hidey hole between here and Artarman. But even when I think I know them all, there's always a fresh one that uh, challenges me. Now, uh, Tim, when it comes to uh, your favourite 
Christmas present. Uh, do you have a, a best Christmas present with a sports theme that you've ever received? While I give you two some thinking time, I reckon I got a single scoop grey nick bat when I was seven or eight that I treated delicately, applied the linseed oil to, and I think I might have even taken it to bed with me for a few weeks after I got it uh, and, you know, treasured the, the front surface on it. Didn't let my brother bowl too hard for about four weeks. What about you, Tim? What's your best ever Christmas present? I was actually going to say a similar thing. I, I got a, a grey nickels when I was younger that was uh, in the, the David Boone theme at the time. And um, the, the actual name of it the, the escapes me, but I, I, I played with it for so many years until the point that I actually got into, into grade cricket. And then I sort of realised that maybe this bat's getting a little bit out of, uh, out of shape or, <laughs> or maybe I'm just not a very good cricketer. But either way, I had to go and buy a, buy a new one. But yeah, I mean, it's been... Um, it's amazing now with, you know, with the kids, it's, uh, you know, buying them footballs, um, soccer balls, uh, I've got the, the, the basketball ring, Matty, so hopefully there'll be a, a Hawks player or two coming out of the Barrow camp maybe yet, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an absolute sports theme Christmas in the Barrow household, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, it's sport, for me, the best presents I ever got was something that I could continually do, not just a, a one-off, you know. I had, the, I had the old wrestlers back in the day. I think I had yeah. Hulk Hogan and, you know, all those kind of bits and pieces. They were pretty awesome. But, you know, I think back to the bike, you know, when you first get your bike, yeah, that, that was the one for me. I just remembered getting a bike. Just felt, I felt like freedom. Yes, yeah, that freedom to be able to go and do whatever you want. And I treasured that. I used to wash it, do all those bits and pieces, make sure my tire pressures were good. You know, for me, the bike. I just love. I like. You know, I just love being outdoors. Now, when it comes to Christmas Day, I want your Christmas Day staple, right? For me, and let's take beer off the table. Okay, what, what's Christmas Day without an icy cold beer in an Australian summer? But let's take that off. For me, the pork crackle. You've got to have pork on Christmas Day. But everyone's different. So, t- Matt, what do you want on Christmas yeah, Day? I'm exactly the same. My, um, the, the pork for me is by far the, the thing that, you know, I've had all the way through. My mum's traditional. She always, you know, back to that start. So, um, But I, I, you know what? A, a really, really bad, like, um, sparkling wine. <laughs> like, something that's awful. Like, you know, manty or something like that. Something is just terrible. Like not not top shelf stuff, just awful stuff. So, do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do a um, suckling pig on the rotisserie on Christmas Day? Frank from Toluca Park, a wonderful farm up on the Southern Highlands. If you're looking for good um, ham, pork, chicken, anything, Frank does it all. Toluca Park, keep your eye out for that. But right. but Tim, what about you, mate? What's got to be on the on the table come Christmas lunch? So I, I grew up in Wagga before moving to here to Wollongong and then Shell Harbour. I moved here in 2008. So my Christmases were somewhere between 40 and what felt like 55 degrees. <laughs> so the, the prawns were my absolute Christmas favourite. I, I could oh, sit yes. in a quiet corner. Obviously, once I was old enough, I'd have a beer with it. But I'd sit there and just enjoy the prawns. It was a, a cracking Australian summer and, uh, you know, just, just roast in the heat while enjoying some, uh, some nice fresh prawns. That was certainly my, uh, my staple. Well, mate, you live in the right part of the world now to have truly fresh, beautiful, chilled prawns. Have a great Christmas and a safe New Year. Thank you for your involvement in Saturdays in the Gong as we get the show up and going. We look forward to talking to you much more in 2022. Until then, mate, have a very Merry Christmas. No, and thanks to you guys. It's been a, a great chance to, I guess, showcase what... Illawarra sports all about so it's been uh, been a fantastic year and uh, 
all the best to uh, you guys and also the listeners. We'll Thanks, keep our Timmy. eye out for the Illawarra Mercury Sports Person of the Year Award. You can get involved with that at the Mercury website, buying the papers. It's a great part of this region. The Illawarra Mercury, Tim Barrow, is the sports editor. We're going to break and come back with the final half hour. Saturdays in the gong, broadcasting from the Wollongong Golf Club. Our final half hour of the season. We apologise for the boisterous surrounds here at Wollongong Golf Club. There are a host of golfers heading out for their final round before Christmas. They've had their fair share of mineral water, and I wouldn't like to be playing in front of the group that's just heading off no, right now, Matt Campbell. Not at all, not at all. And yes, they're loading up their cart with beers as we speak. So it's going to be a very interesting day from now on. So expect the next four and a half, maybe five hours for these guys to be quite interesting. Let's talk some test cricket. The Aussies declaring nine for 473. Marnus Labuschagne, 103. Warner and Smith both scoring in the 90s. Alex Carey, a half-century. Mitch Stark and Michael Nisa, some lower ording hitter. And the Aussies, yeah, 9-4-73. In response, England to resume at 2 for 17. Darwood Milan, one not out. Joe Root, five unbeaten. Last night, Hamid and Rory Burns fell for a couple of great wickets. Let's bring in a man doing a wonderful job with SEN cricket, Barrett Sundaresan. Barrett, thank you for making some time for Saturdays in the gong. I have my new favourite moment of the season so far, Michael Neese's first test wicket, seeing Swepson and Kawaja run on as the water boys and be part of the celebration in quick time. What a... What a show of popularity for Michael Nisa. Oh, absolutely. And I was half uh, tempted to just jump out of the commentary box and run, <laughs> uh, go around and hug him also. <laughs> Even that would have, if that would have meant the security guys would have come after me. But now, nah, I mean, it just says uh, everything you need to know about uh, uh, Michael Nisa and his standing in that side. Justin Langer has always called him the heartbeat of the side. And in the last four, four years, he's done... Everything uh, you could have asked of him, uh, whether it is, you know, carrying the drinks or, uh, you know, bowling in the nets uh, hour after hour on, like, you know, Test Match Eve. Um, and it just tells you uh, how much uh, that wicket meant, not just to him, but for everybody around that team. Oh, yeah. And I think just from the Australian point of view, such a great wicket to get, you know, uh, after declaring, giving themselves an opportunity to get a couple of wickets and then throwing in someone that I didn't expect to see bowling last night um, with that new ball that way. But, um, yeah, certainly got it to move. It's, um, I'm really excited to see what he can do on the, on the big stage. It's a, it's a great opportunity for him and it's just a great opportunity for the Australian team. They're, just, they're going leaps and bounds at the moment. What do you expect from today? What do you think that today's play is going to see? Yeah, I mean, look, they've set this test match up perfectly, uh, Australia, and that's what you need to do once you win the toss and bat first in a ping ball test, is get a big score on the board, uh, and as a result, like, you know, you can start dictating terms, which is, uh, you know, what uh, Steve Smith's team has done here. I mean, they declared right when they wanted to, the lights coming on, uh, and the ping ball uh, expected to take full effect, um, and they knocked a couple of English batters over. I mean, the lightning strike and the thunder... Uh, maybe uh, saved England a few more blushes mm. last night because just the way they were going, even Joe Root looked a little uh, edgy out there. Michael Nisa got the outside edge, I think, first or second ball that he faced. So uh, maybe England got away with it uh, uh, last night, but it does not look good for them. They look like a dispirited bunch uh, already, but from an Australian perspective, every time they go out there, a new box seems to get ticked, whether it was Alex Carey making his first yes. half century or the return mm. of Jai Richardson. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. I think saved by the bell is the, is really yeah. the term they used, right? Like the last night of that, that hadn't happened. I think it could have been more carnage. So, yeah, it's um, it's a really good point. So I think that's you know I'm really looking forward to it. It's been great so far to see the enthusiasm. But England do look like they're just not cohesive at the moment. They look flat. They they just don't look as interested as they normally do in an Ashes series. So a few questions to be asked. Well, let's be honest about it. Uh, the first test went three and a half days. If you look at this one, they're in real danger of an early uh, early end of the test again. How many concerns and what level of concern do you have about this English side at the moment, Barat, and their ability to avoid a 5 nil sweep? Yeah, I mean, it looks very uh, likely that 5 nil uh, sweep at the moment, purely because uh, England just don't seem to be helping their own cause with some of the decisions they've taken, whether it's selection, uh, whether it's strategy-wise, getting Ben Stokes to just be the sole uh, bouncer bowler on a pitch where, like he showed yesterday, he could generate so much more if he was just allowed to be himself. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we've already spoken enough about their selection. And it's just the last half an hour of the Australian innings when you pick the best bowling attack you have. Everybody, Anderson, Broad, Wokes, Robinson, uh, Stokes, and then the way they were, you know, humiliated, just the way uh, Neeser and Stark and even Jai Richardson yeah. went after them. Uh, yeah, I just said a lot about it. And I just noticed Joe Root and David Milan walk off together. And, uh, you know, it almost felt like they were saying, well, I'll see you out there again in 10 minutes. And exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. And the openers, uh, Rory Burns, ha- doesn't look like he's going to get a run anytime soon in Australia. So there are multiple problems and they're multiplying at a very rapid rate. I want to go back to Michael Nisa for just a minute, Barat, because there were a long list of bizarre circumstances that provided his test debut. He's 31 years of age. He's been 12th man 16 times. Um, if there's not injuries to the Australian bowling lineup, could could Michael be a one-test player? Well, what's going to see him crack the Australian team for for a for a period of time? Uh, I think uh, if you actually look at him, and I was speaking to someone yesterday, and they compared him with uh, Ryan Harris, not just in terms of uh, the way he's built, but his wrist position and what he brings to the ball. And Ryan Harris's career started around a similar time, if you remember, once he hit 30 or maybe 29. Uh, so I, if I was Michael Nisa, I would, I would back myself to play, uh, not just become a one-test wonder. He's already shown what he can do with bat. Uh, and I mean, it's very early on in his spell. He's got that wicket. But there are three subcontinent tours coming up for Australia right after this, Pakistan, Sri Lanka and India. And someone like him who can hustle, bustle, bowl, reverse, swing, can bat, and you would expect Australia to play two spinners. Uh, I mean, he's gold dust alongside, say, a Cameroon Greek. So um, I think we're going to see a lot more of Michael Neeser in uh, the next few years. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And we want to see more of Pat Cummins as well. I heard stories yesterday afternoon, evening, that he's going to uh, drive and charter flight his way back to Sydney. I'm just struggling to understand why uh, they're doing that, given that it's only a seven-day isolation. He would have been on day three today, by my reckoning. And it's a great cost and great effort. What's the urgency to get Pat home to Sydney? Is it just to be with his family or is something else at play there? No, I think it is just uh, for him to be with uh, with family. Uh, look, it's not easy being uh, in isolation for anyone, anywhere in the world. But especially, I mean, as test captain, and you're in the middle of a series, uh, and for a, uh, the fact that he's a fast bowler as well, like you're talking seven days, whatever gym equipment you provide him, uh, you want that mental peace as well. And uh, I think I think it's only fair that he gets to spend, uh, what, three or four extra days with, with his family, uh, because it is still a high-profile series, even if Australia are dominating right now. 
so they you want Pat Cummins like you know uh, not just physically fit but also mentally in the best space to uh, you know take over or take back the reins uh, come the Boxing Day test. So I, I think there is a lot of sense in that. I, I heard it was SEN's uh, uh, private Learjet that was uh, chartered for him. So I think Hutchie... And that Hutchie, you're the captain, Barrett. Yeah, Hutchie put it on for him. So. Oh, well, I don't know whether we'll reach Sydney anytime soon then. <laughs> hey, Barrett, I want your reaction to this. I'm looking on Twitter and uh, a fellow called Lewis Cameron has, has tweeted, here are Marnus Labuschagne's first innings scores since being subbed in for Steve Smith at Lords. I'll read through the numbers and they are impressive. 74, 67, 48. 185, 162, 143, 63, 215, 47, 48, 91, 108, 74, and now 103. What a batsman Marnus Labuschagne is turning into for Australia. Yeah, and as, as you say, read those numbers. I'm just looking at a little uh, poster at home of Don Bradman. And, like, you know, he's number two now, just behind the great Don. Uh, and those are numbers you would uh, kind of... Uh, you know, read about uh, when whenever people speak about uh, the great Don Bradman. And, and right now, he is batting in that space. Of course, bigger challenges lie ahead. He has uh, had three home summers back-to-back uh, -back without Australia touring overseas. Uh, but just the way he shapes up and just the way he focuses on his batting in the lead-up and the warm-up sessions as well, uh, you just back himself to score runs anywhere. And uh, yeah, I mean, he just uh, is in that kind of space right now. Uh, where maybe you'll have to start talking about, is he the best test batter in Australia right now? I mean, Steve Smith, you guess, would still have that title. Uh, but Manus is very, very close to him. Mm, yeah, Barrett, coin toss. give us the weather update there in, in Adelaide. Stinking hot for the first two days. Is there any respite coming for the poor Englishman over the next 24, <laughs> 48 hours? Uh, well, the weather is much better today than it was yesterday. So the Australian bowlers will be bowling in uh, cooler conditions than what the English had to do. But... I think that's just how the series has gone so far. Uh, and at the moment, it uh, looks like it will continue to be uh, that way where England are just uh, slogging away under the hot sun and Australia are making the most of the best conditions. Well, Barrett, you're doing a great job with SEN. Thank you for joining us this morning to, to talk about this Australian domination, the way they've set up this second test so magnificently. We look forward to listening through SEN as this test reaches its conclusion and we head to Melbourne for Boxing Day. Barrett Sundaresan, great to hear from you. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. We will. A break and then we're back with more Saturdays in the Gong, live from the Wollongong Golf Club. Saturdays in the gong, Matt Russell alongside the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the, I was going to say world, how about the Illawarra just, Hawks, just because Hawks Steph Curry yeah. set that NBA mark this week. And now you hope, Matt Campbell, to become the best golfer in the history of the Wollongong Golf Club. C-grade champion midweek, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. I am moving in the right direction, exactly. I'm gonna, I've just lost a, a shot off my handicap, so moving down. I'm on 22, I'll be down to 21 after my glorious round on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> We were going to talk to Christian Zeidler from One Agency, Zeidler Waller, who's done a, a great uh, year of real estate, given the, the hot market, mm. servicing the clients fantastically. You reckon he's got a client on the line yeah, and yeah. can't answer our it's, call. It's, I reckon you're for, right. He's looking for the Christmas bonus right now. Absolutely. <laughs> so someone that's just niggling on him with a price. But, uh, yeah, what a fantastic year. And, and, and Zeidler, One Agency have been fantastic. They're great people. So if you do need to sell your house, like they're people you can trust. They treat you like a family member, as do Impact Garage Doors. The, the sponsors that we have on the show have just been fantastic all this year, and we look forward to seeing them next year as well.
Now, this rugby league news, we mentioned that the Dragons have spent a week down the south coast with a, an attack-oriented camp. We look mm. forward to seeing what spine they announce for the trial games, which aren't too far away, February. No. And Fox League is covering every trial game, uh, often four, four nights a week through the first couple of weeks of February. So something to look forward to on Fox League. KO early in the new year it will be Fox League ramping up its coverage to bring you every every trial. Yeah, it's interesting from your point of view, Matty, obviously being involved, calling games yep. like that. How have you seen the change? Like, I see it in the NBA. I'm lucky enough to watch a few NBA bits and pieces. They they televise every preseason. They even show some training sessions. The, the media, people just want to see everything to do with it. Are you finding that now is coming yep. to Australia? Like There's an NRL? appetite for it, absolutely. Yeah. That's We we. We uh, put our toe in the water last year by broadcasting some some trials on KO, and, yep. and they went fantastically well. They're not the big outside broadcasts that you see for a regulation game on yeah. a Super Saturday, but but it's done so that you can watch your team, watch the emerging players, watch the youngsters coming through, watch the new recruits. And given the amount of player movement and the increasing interest in rugby league, you know, I'm blessed to work in a sport that skyrockets in terms of viewing numbers, interest, etc., etc. So we look forward to bringing you the trials next year. Brandon Smith, his final year at the Melbourne Storm, officially announcing that he's off to the Roosters. So what does that mean for Sam Beryls going forward? I suppose we'll, we'll find out. I didn't like what Brandon Smith said about joining the Roosters. I would have liked to see him pull his head in and say, I've got a year to go at Melbourne. Um, that's all I'm thinking about. The future's locked up. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Rather than saying, I'm looking forward to winning a premiership yes. at the Roosters, etc., etc. So I like him being a character. I'm prepared to forgive him for, for falling over his tongue a little bit, but yep. going forward let's be a bit respectful of the club you're currently at until you've finished your final day at oh, that club oh, totally you know they're paying the bills for him there his, his teammates he's got to walk out there so yeah from for me that's a bit unprofessional i think they need to stamp that out i think you know with the media people they have in place they should be able to write and say right these are the things you can't say so my thoughts after the break we're back with a special christmas wish for everyone in the illawarra Experience luxury like no other with the team at Mercedes-Benz Wollongong. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Play it again, Mariah. That is the most downloaded Christmas carol of all time. Twice the amount of downloads as any other carol. Forget Jingle Bills. Forget Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All I want for Christmas is you. Thank you, Mariah and Maddie Campbell. You've been known to say that about the singer, I believe. (laughs) Very, very nice. And all we want for Christmas is for COVID to go away and leave 2022 to be unhindered from a sporting perspective. Let's hope that is the case as hospitalisations continue to fall in New South Wales. There are the numbers that you need. What about your wish for 2022, Matty? Oh, pretty simple from my end. I've, obviously, the Hawks started so well in uh, 2021. They're still going to finish that off. But um, I would like to see the Hawks win a championship. I also would like to see the Dragons um, come back into it. Top don't, eight? Don't know if they're a championship team, but yeah. 
their top eight or just be consistent, give us something to cheer about. Yep. Um, and the Wolves, the soccer team here, obviously they're the... the oh, well, under Luke Wiltshire. Under Luke Wiltshire. I'd like to see them get up there and, um, you know, it, it, it's, it would be good to see Lawarra Sport back on top. Um, I think we've got so many phenomenal athletes around. We talked about Emma McKeon uh, and bits and pieces, but, you know, let's, it, nothing brings the town together like a sporting team. So for me, 2022, let's see the sporting teams rise back up. There's something more immediately that I'm looking forward to as well. Having just watched a group of about 15 blokes celebrate Christmas with seven or eight mineral waters, the yeah. brown variety, they're yeah. about to jump on these golf carts oh and go and play around. Can I just follow them around for entertainment for the next couple of hours? <laughs> Mate, get the bumper bars out, I tell you right now, because it is like they're on the putting green now with a beer and a dart in his hand, one of the blokes, so I'm pretty sure. And he's got thongs on, so I don't know how good he's going to be hitting the ball, but it's going to be an interesting round. And I'm glad I'm not out on the course anywhere near these blokes. Your house is at the southern end of this course. The front balcony's in danger. Oh. There's going to be some, some golf balls bouncing off that glazed glass or whatever it is that you, you, you treasure at the front of your house. I'm going to tell the wife to put the nets up, so it is going to be carnage out there today. But yeah, phenomenal day. Why not? It's Christmas. Why not get out there, find some people, enjoy the festivities. Uh, let's enjoy. Let's put 2021 to bed. Let's get ready for 2022 from a sporting point of view. It's been phenomenal to have you as my co-host, Matty. It's been excellent. Your professionalism, unbelievable. Steve down the line, Kent, our number one employee. Here employee of the year. Yes. If you find a golf buggy on Wollongong City Beach tomorrow, please return to the Wollongong Golf Club. Matty, you've been fantastic. Thank you for sharing the show. We're back in 2022. Enjoy Christmas and the new year. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next year. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.